0: hello everyone hi friends of the podcast world hello our spooky friends i know (laughs) we've been m.i.a for the past two weeks do you guys still remember us i know I, i think it's been like the longest that we've gone without recording something i know it's so crazy i miss this though you know it was you know what guys it was a busy busy time for us I'm not gonna lie I had my finals for school so mm-hmm. also to add to that congratulations to our friends or anyone or our listeners who just graduated class of 2021 hey. um congratulations to y'all to those who have been graduating or finishing finals or finishing mm-hmm. their semester at school or finishing anything good accomplishments um, we congratulate you guys and you know sending you guys the best of luck and whatever you guys are entering now in life
1: yes congrats and have fun in your future endeavors one big milestone yay <laughs> I love the hyper <laughs> sorry guys I'm not feeling so hot today I have the stomach <laughs> flu and i've been throwing up so that was fun (laughs) i told her to go to the doctor but yeah she doesn't want to go but um soup will treat like will will cure me i know it yeah i guess (laughs) freaking irma Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, guys, so today we have a hyped Leo rising and a little sick Leo son. (laughs) (laughs) A sad little Leo son. (laughs) Oh, by the way, talking about Leos, we're going to be talking about a very awesome Leo woman today. Yes, we love a a
1: Leo Leo queen. queen. (laughs) We love a Leo queen. Oh, I have a disclaimer, by the way, it's really hot in Sacramento, like really fucking hard. It's starting to get up to the hundred. So I have my AC on. So if you hear that in the background, I am so sorry, but I'm already dehydrated and I don't think it'll help if I turn off the AC.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. You know what? It's not even hot over here damn i hate you
1: you didn't have to do that to me karina (laughs) cali weather bro that um so so (laughs) cal i hate you ew dude i don't know why i call california cali i need to
0: stop (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm gonna get made fun of (laughs) cali (laughs) cali ew okay anyways so for this episode what? I forgot to introduce us. Okay, so hello, Spooky Friends, again, and this is another Spooky Podcast with your favorite co-host, Karina Reyes,
1: and Irma Cornejo. we're <laughs> finally back and ready.
0: Guys, if you guys have not heard our latest episodes with our friend Liz Elizabeth Chavez, go listen to it right now. That shit is lit. And we go into a lot of details about supernatural, I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, supernatural spiritual stuff, um, like brujita mm-hmm. vibes, you know what I mean? It's yeah. really fun. It's a really awesome, in depth episode. Go check it out. She's
1: our first guest, right? Well, Marlene was on. <laughs> oh, yes, Marlene was on. My Ruby, for a but bit. it was for mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. And, um, Liz is like our first official guest and my spirit some spirit of mine came forward and talked to her so go check that out see what my spirit said to her
0: (laughs) yeah so it's a really awesome episode and we highly encourage you guys to go check it out and I love honestly I have I don't listen to our episodes just because it's one of those things you know (laughs) those awkward embarrassing things Uh, but I actually listened to it and I was like having a lot of fun listening to it I was like oh shit it's it's awesome I love Liz she's amazing yeah she is
1: the best
0: so if you guys are looking into booking any tarot card readings or any services because Liz does offer other services as well you guys can go and check out her instagram page and that is linked on our instagram page where you can get all of her information also it is on our episode description so if you guys go to that episode you guys can easily find it on the description and yeah so we highly recommend you guys to go to our friend Liz she has been really awesome with us and awesome to her clients.
1: So again, mm-hmm. we highly recommend. And yeah, yeah. so this is and gonna be our oh yeah. I don't I don't even know what episode this is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know what so episode. Long.
1: <laughs> we've been gone for two weeks. So like
0: I said, I had my finals week and then I needed a week to catch up on sleep and then Irma
1: is dying. Happened to get the, yeah. Got I'm close cycle. to the paranormal world. <laughs> but <laughs> shut up i hate you um
0: but on the bright side if you guys now have listened to our latest not latest episode our latest introduction of our new intro song yes. um go check that out because our song if you have not noticed i'm pretty sure you guys noticed has changed mm-hmm. and our friend Ramon Fuentes not Ramon Alaya <laughs> <laughs> Ramon Fuentes Ramon Fuentes he did an amazing <laughs> job making yeah. this tune for us so we highly recommend you guys to also go check out his Spotify we're gonna link it mm-hmm. in our um episode as well and description mm-hmm. so check it out check it out please give out some love some hype to these awesome individuals that we mentioned on this episode and yeah this episode hits home for me because it's a very meaningful and it's something that hopefully I can share you guys with you guys some of my culture and a little bit of my traditions i'm so excited still being a little
1: spooky you know what i mean yes we love a oaxacan queen
0: yes so irma is gonna sit out she's gonna take the bench for today (laughs) because i'm dying or whatever yes but it's perfect because i have a lot to say and i'm pretty sure she got the ears for me today (laughs) i love that for me yes we love a bench queen (laughs) honestly yesterday I was talking to my friends and they were like talking about things and then one of my friends was like girl you need to take the bench right now and I was like what
1: and ever <laughs> since then
0: I've been saying that Did I ever, need to take the bench
1: did I ever tell you what my dream job is? no my dream job like if I could you know like if I was a dude and I was like super fit it's just to be a fucking bench warmer in the NFL <laughs> they get paid so fucking good to just be a bench warmer <laughs> Dude, you know what? I feel like everybody would love to be a Benchwoman.
0: Now I'm thinking it. about it. I'm like, maybe I'm not in the right profession. Um, But yeah, guys, for this episode of another spooky podcast, we're going to be diving into the famous and very well-known in indigenous culture here in Oaxaca and just in general. She has been a very prominent figure for a lot of people, especially specifically uh, with herbal medicine and just again culture and just someone that a lot of people look up to so we're going to be talking about the one and the only Leo Queen Oaxacan Queen I'm just yes. gonna go on and on uh, mm-hmm. Maria Sabina Magdalena Garcia and I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with her but she is someone that is looked up to especially specifically in Oaxaca um, if you guys have not known a little bit about me since I don't know if you guys have listened to the first episodes or not but my family originates from Oaxaca so it's something that I was oh well have always been wanting to make do an episode on but now um I feel like she's been popping up a lot more especially here in my life so I feel like it was meant to be type of thing does that make sense?
1: yeah i'm so excited yeah. to hear about her she seems like a spiritual queen yeah she is amazing Love her. so if
0: you guys again have not listened to the latest episode with our friend elizabeth chavez she mentioned uh, maria sabina in the episode and i was like oh shoot you know i have heard of maria maria sabina growing up and my family have talked about her and just you know my grandparents and stuff and when she mentioned her it was just like a little ring in the head i was like oh shit why haven't i you know not done an episode on her um so anyway so that was already on my mind since then then my dad has been talking to me about the podcast asking me oh you know how's your podcast going because my dad listens to it so hi dad
1: <laughs> I love
0: that. Hola. He, keeps up, he keeps up with all the the episodes. He's so cute. Um, I love him. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, Mija, you haven't uh, talked about Maria Sabina. And I, and you know, he was like, La curandera de Oaxaca. And then I was like, oh, Dad, like, I don't know if you listened to the latest episode. And he was like, No, I haven't, but you should probably do an episode on Maria. And then I was like, Well, she talked about it. So I was kind of telling him again the little a little story right now and he was like yeah you should probably do that and then recently i was having a talk with my brother because my brother um he is you know doing his thing in oaxaca so he's gonna travel i think in the end of august i am as well so i'm really excited um, so don't worry, guys. We have our vaccinations and everything. So safety travels over here. You're safe. Um, you're safe. I yeah. So my brother was talking to me about like um, pretty much all the places that he wants to go to, and he mentioned that he is gonna go to this pueblo, and then he was like, "Yeah, because Maria Sabina is really well known from there, she's from there." And I was like, "Bro, this is a sign for me to actually talk about Maria Sabina, or homegirls trying to give me a
1: sign." <laughs> She's telling you, like, girl, where is my episode? Yeah, basically, how many episodes, right? (laughs)
0: Leo Queen over here telling me that she wants an episode. So, yeah, dude. So I was like telling my brother, I was like, bro, this is so weird because everyone has been mentioning Maria Sabina and I just been getting, you know, those pools, I guess, whatever you guys believe in all those things to drawn to her name into her as a person so yeah anyways here we go talking about maria sabina magdalena garcia she was assumed to be born around um july 22nd 1894 in oaxaca mexico um again we're not really sure if that's her actual correct birthday since back then um, people wouldn't really keep up with their birthdays and stuff like that and you know things like that would happen but anyways she is a curandera mazateca and she was born and raised in huautla de jimenez a town in sierra mazateca area of the mexican state of oaxaca hey. Hey.
1: <laughs> oh my god guys please do not bully me on this one okay <laughs> She's doing her best and I, think Dude, I pulled amazing. out my little uh,
0: notebook and I yes. went over it with my mom a couple of times and um, I still kind of butcher, butchered some of the words but it's okay you know what guys um, I live on the well my family's from the other side of Oaxaca so um, I'm not really familiar on these places but yes anyways she is pretty much well known for her, her um, veladas Do you know
1: what a vallada is? No, but that kind of sounds like like a ceremony, like after yeah, it's like a ritual, pretty
0: much. It's just that's just a little bit of the definition of it. Um, It's a very indigenous type of rituals that either comes from the root of where they come from itself, like the town. Or there's just different types, pretty much. But Mm -hmm. she pretty much is well known for her veladas that contributed to the indigenous Mexican ritual of mushrooms. And this is something that, again, she is very well known of doing. So I'm going to jump into a little bit of the story behind Maria Sabina. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. So we're going to go back in time to the date of May 13, 1957. And the latest edition of Life magazine had just hit America. And it's lit, you know, all of these stories are coming out. And in this magazine edition, actually, there was an article and it was called Seeking the Magic Mushroom, written by R. Gordon Wason. Watson first traveled to the Mexican state of Oaxaca in June 1955 where he met a woman named Maria Sabina who lived in the small town of Huautla de Jiménez an indigenous village about a mile up in the mountains region of the north northeast part of this state. Um we call it like cerritos, like cerros. You know, she lives in mm-hmm. a little cerro, uh, a mountain, pretty much. And yeah. she was over there chilling with her, you know, her little mushrooms doing her thing. <laughs> That's
1: what that. I,
0: I couldn't find how the fuck did he come across her though? Because it just yeah. like all of the move like I watched two movies. I watched a couple of documentaries and obviously I read on it. And I could not Find how they met like exactly like you know how he was like mm-hmm. able to stumble upon her um yeah that's weird yeah so she, that yeah that or um i did kind of see around here when i was doing my research that he just kind of asked around and he was directed towards her does that make sense oh like the people knew yeah, who she was but he never really wrote on that um, but anyways, so that's on that, and he ended up traveling there for scientific reasons, just searching and com- coming across new medicines and anything like that. So that's why I'm assuming also that he just happened to stumble upon her because she was a curandera and known as a curandera as well. So he was traveling with a companion, and this is fashion photographer Alan Richardson, so they were able to document a lot about her like, a lot. Like, there's... If you guys go on YouTube, there's a movie. We're going to link it as well. And it's yes. just amazing. I was watching it with my mom, and I feel like I was home. I like love that. In Oaxaca. She reminds me so much of my grandma, dude. It, um, mm. It's really nice. So, I love Oaxacan oh, women. Yeah, send me yeah, the link. Oaxacan women. So cute. Um, she's so tiny. Oaxacan queen. Oh, yes. Okay, there's a scene. This is like... Wait, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> but there's a scene on the um, the movie on youtube where she is braiding her hair and there's a girl braiding her hair and that's exactly what my nana used to do she used to braid her hair just like oh. that um, so yeah it brought me memories oh, no. but it was it's it's nice it hits home for me so um, mm-hmm. as i was saying we spent weeks in oaxaca learning about the healing ceremonies called veladas conducted by sabina and other healers all the ceremonies all involved is served a certain a certain type of mushrooms that only grew in the summer months called the landslide mushrooms maria called these her saint children's or just los Linos. so that's really cute right that is really cute i kind of <laughs> yeah, love that she calls her little mushroom los Linos and all that stuff but that's cute um well there's many other healers using the mushrooms in the veladas. So, Maria Sabina, who was almost 60 at the time of Wayson's visit, had the most refined rituals and the most extensive chants and melodies that are, um, that are part of her healing sessions. So, basically, when Maria would do her veladas, she would do her rituals chantings, and those are very sacred, and Maria did not speak any sp- Spanish, so let me get this, you know, out there as well, she did not speak any Spanish and that contributed contributed to a lot of, um, interpretations of her chants, so there's different versions out there, but the original one is in her native language, and so there's, again, like I said, different variations of her chants, and I will, I would say it, I just don't want to say it because out of respect, um, and I'm not in any ritual right now. So I don't want to say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, there's a chant out there. You guys can Google it. I'll post it. And you guys can read on that. But um, I'm not going to say. It. <laughs> yeah, I no, say I get my it. My ancestors it's, are going to get it. mad.
1: Yeah, it's for her and the people, Oaxaca. Yeah. So The people that celebrate yeah. her and respect yeah. her. Yeah, even
0: though my, you know, my roots are from Oaxaca, and I do consider myself Indigenous. I still am not going to say it because I'm not familiar with it, so I think out of respect it's best if I don't say it. But Mm -hmm. anyways, um, so there's these rituals that go on when it comes to Maria Sabina and her healing, her healing rituals and Power that she, you know, claims that she has. Um, so that's a little bit of Maria. Now, um, Maria was born in this pueblito de Huautla de Jiménez, like I mentioned, and her mom was actually able to raise her until her death. But her dad unfortunately passed away when Maria was three years old. And Maria also has a younger sister, Camaria Ana. And it was said that the reason why she um, comes from this language of people of curanderos and people that connect with spiritually with God and, you know, their beliefs is because she is a first generation um, when it comes to her as, ew, I guess, I don't know if you want to say first generation, but I think it is since she is the first woman in her family to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, Jane her um her grandfather and great grandfather were both um curanderos as well so it does come from like her family but she i think of her as the first badass woman mm-hmm. to be a curandera from her family because her mom wasn't doing it and her dad wasn't able to do it and, and she claims that it's only skilled so her sister couldn't do it either that she only got gifted with these skills with this Dang. gift of being able to connect with God And their beliefs and Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of a little bit of the backstory of how she was introduced to this as well so growing up with their sister they used to go to um, their capesinos so they would work you know they were they would work really really hard um and they would also go to the campo and if you guys don't know what a campo is it's pretty much like fields of like crops they would go and get their food their daily food and whatnot And she would travel very long distance to get to these places that she would go to with her sister. Anyways, one day, she happened to um, stumble upon a, um, I guess, like a patch of mushrooms. And she was very hungry with her sister at that point. And they were walking for a very long, um, very long time. And she remembered that about a week prior to this of her going out with her sister to go to El Campo that she happened to stumble upon her uncle and I guess somebody else in the in her family doing a ritual, a velada, with these mushrooms and she remembers seeing her uncle um, in this state of like I guess like out of body experience when she describes she described it as that so she remembers seeing her uncle and her family again taking these mushrooms so she as a, a girl she didn't really think much of it so she went ahead and took those mushrooms as well and that was her first psychedelic um, experience with a mushroom
1: at the age of seven dang that's crazy badass bro I know how did she know like how much to take like she just she just took whatever and like
0: yeah I guess it was just more like oh like look at these mushrooms like I kind of know where it's Like what it is but Mm -hmm. i don't know what it does but it looks really cool because my uncle does it and my family member does that i kind of love that right yeah her (laughs) little 70 year old self and her sister so that was her first experience um with a quote-unquote magic mushroom so After that, she was able to become a curandera. She got older. She started experimenting more with the mushrooms. And that's how she was able to straighten her power. She was, I think, unfortunately married, but (laughs) she was... um, Yeah, I guess she was married at a very young age of 14. She had her first child at the age of 16. And her husband at the time passed away, her first husband. And then I guess she ended up meeting some other dude later on in the future. And he was a um, warlock, right? Como un brujo? Oh, not, uh-huh. n- not like a curandero, but more like on the magic side of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll say like a brujo. That's what I'm going to call it um anyways so she ended up meeting him and I think she had more kids with this dude and that's when she was able to get more into the magic side of things and not because being a curandera yes it has I guess spiritual things of course but it's more like herbal more kind of like using certain medications right to help and heal people And when you use kind of more of the magic side, that's a little bit different. There's more things that, um, you know, go into things like that. So I, in my perspective, they're two completely different things. But when it comes together, then it also is a really awesome combination. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't think of her second, the second dude that she met was a curandero. He just happened to know a lot about these things. Um, Anyway, so she even straightened more of what she already knew, her knowledge on healing people. Because that was her main goal. Like, she never did it to harm anyone. She did it, if anything, to help out. And you guys have to keep in mind that these places, like Oaxaca or any other place, back in the day, back then, it was really hard to get, you know, like, medications. That we know of today um how do you heal people back then well these these were the alternatives these are things that people did in order to heal from any sickness or anything like yeah. that so they never viewed it as something like bad you know and, like bad like this yeah. is bujeria. this is more like oh this is something that we need um in order to get better when we get sick
1: yeah oh can i mention something about that mm-hmm. too When I went to Mexico, when I went to Cancun, we went to Chichen Itza and around there, there's a lot of indigenous people as well. And they even said like a lot of them don't have a lot of even now, they don't have a lot of access to medical care, like Western medicine, because um, they believe also in like curanderos and a lot of like the medicine people in the village. So. I think like it's also interesting that too, like even schools, like they only have one escuelita, you know, like I think it's I think it's important to note that that's part of their culture, you know, like we can't judge them and I don't think it's bad and it's not bad for them and it's worked for them for centuries, you know, so it's part of their tradition and their culture and right, I love that absolutely agree me being um able to experience
0: a lot of these things growing up i am very in tune with my culture and my tradition um even if my brother listens to this he's going to talk shit to me because <laughs> he's like "This the last time you went to oaxaca um having gone to oaxaca for personal reasons by the way <laughs> which a- a- is school and work over the summer um mm-hmm. and COVID but anyways I'm having the pleasure of going back this summer so that's all that matters how exciting <laughs> yeah my brother was making fun of me he was like how are you gonna be talking about Maria Sabina if you haven't got to WACA and I was like bruh <laughs> like I haven't been able to go because of life dude anyways yeah. I went back in 2018 so get off my back <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go this <laughs> and year let me live my life anyways I'm going back that's all that matters um okay anyways but yes so tradition and I was able to really grow up on not precisely this type of culture because this is something different than where I was my family originates from we do have we have all of that similarities it's just we're kind of known for different things Um, but yes I grew up when I would get sick because I would get sick literally every single time I would go to Oaxaca because one the food is completely different and Second, um, is just, I guess, our bodies you know, here being in the United States is a little different when we observe these foods than over there. Everything is very, um, I guess, like organic, you know, there's no processed foods yeah. like that, and literally everything that you eat is plant based or like meats and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. I mean going over there trying to be a vegan or a vegetarian is really freaking hard because yeah you know it's an indigenous culture. Like what the fuck there's no factor. Anyways, so it's a lot of tradition, a lot of things like that. And um Again, when I would get sick, I would go to a, my parents would take me to a corredera. They want to take me to a doctor, even if I was to go to a doctor. They would still take me to a curandera On top of that, um, and so I grew up with a lot of teas and a lot of these things. And I still something that I still do today. Like mm-hmm. um, recently, my dad got sick, and um, okay, I'm gonna just kind of say this. My dad got sick, and uh, even if it sounds a little funny, you guys have to remember this is like tradition, and this is something that we were kind of like raised you know doing as in life um we we are really well known for our mezcal so if you guys have not tried out our mezcal it's not for everyone i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's not for everyone <laughs> um it's a it's a different taste than tequila it's not your regular tequila or vodka or anything like that it's our mezcal uh and not. Um, i would get into it but it'll be a long long talk so anyway, so um, I would grab, I grab like a, a bowl, I heated it up, the water, the boiling water, and I add my skull there, and I added some other stuff in there. And then I would bathe my dad's feet in there because he was sick. And basically, that's kind of how you would get rid of fevers, or you would kind of like cleanse, you know, starting from the feet up. and like things like that like my my family would tell me like okay do this do that um even if it sounds funny you know it's things that they think of that would help kind of like a curandera type of stuff Mm -hmm. like things that you're like what the fuck like what the fuck is that gonna do but like to us it's like you know it has significance um i had to do certain things other things and that's kind of um what is it that's one of the examples that happens yeah. um, that people would take because there were no doctors you know back then obviously my family my ancestors my my grandma my grandpa whatever that's how they would heal themselves doing things like this now do I think this is something that is true I don't know my dad did his fever went away I don't know if it was the medication or is it because of this you know what I mean yeah I don't know we cannot prove anything like that but anyways it's just one of those things i'm pretty sure a lot of people have yeah a lot of people have different um stuff that they do especially if you're like hispanic or latinos or whatever
1: yeah Yeah. like i'm not indigenous but we always
0: yeah yeah like you do things that only like certain places or like families do you know I've met different types of families that just different type of stuff so it's just it's crazy and it's awesome and I like it so something that I'm always going to do um with my future kids my future kids are going to have to go through that because I was when I would get sick I remember waking up and my mom would have like plants all over my body and shit oh my
1: god
0: my uh my grandma would like cut her little flowers or whatever it is she'll do something and she's like all right put this on your body or when you shower when you get out like bathe yourself in this and it's just it's a lot of stuff Dang, but I tell always them I need that, help yeah dude they always <laughs> do Maybe you know what let me talk to my mom she probably has something um thank you <laughs> Dude, it was funny. And I don't know if you guys know Ruda, but it's a really big thing in my family. At least I don't know uh, if you guys... Ruda? I've heard of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. my Oh, my God. I swear. I feel like i bathed in that shit for, like, so many times. <laughs> I, I remember telling my mom. I was like, my friends are going to smell this on me. Um, but, and it's one of those little things about our culture. Um, Anyway, so let's get back to our queen, Maria Sabina. So she... Um, So, yes, doctors were very, not even a thing back then. So, curanderas and curanderos it was. Um, And most of the time, the way that she would use it would be, again, to heal other people. And, again, for her to get closer to her religion, to her beliefs, to God. Those are the only things that she would use it for. She would not use it for any other thing. Uh, I kind of do want to stress that because it's important. As we get into further with the story. So in 1955, American anthropocologist and banker R. Gordon Weson, wow. who wrote the article for Life magazine, and his wife Valentina, a Russian pediatrician and scientist, um, and she was
1: also very, I guess, spiritual, mm-hmm. um, visited Maria Semina's hometown. Wait, where... I say something? Uh-huh. This is random i didn't know there was anthromycologists that's pretty cool
0: yeah there's an mycology. anthromycologists
1: mycology is the study of fungus right mm-hmm. wow i love that okay go on yeah Sorry. so it kind of makes sense right so yeah. they visited her hometown and
0: they were chilling and whatever and um maria sabina okay the thing about oaxacan culture is that we are very accepting about guests and um foreigners when it comes to foreigners we're kind of like you know like "Mm." (laughs) it makes sense you know what I mean I'm not gonna lie whenever okay when there's like foreigners that go to especially where I'm from or I mean not me especially where my parents are from and they're you know straight off the bat they're foreigners we stare at them (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, no. like they don't.
0: We don't like them, yeah. um, and we. I mean, we don't mess with them. But you know what I mean. They're we're just kind of like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, it yeah. makes sense though, girl. Like you guys are indigenous. Like, like indigenous people have been treated really badly yeah. throughout history. You know, so it complete. Like I, yeah, completely but we're not rude to sense. them.
0: That's the thing. We're not rude. Yeah. We're just kind of iffy, um, and but we are very, very welcoming. That's the only thing I that's the thing I like about my at least my culture is that we're very welcoming. We always stress that guests, at least in my family, um, we have to kind of treat them like family as well. So Maria Sabina probably has that same um you know tradition because she accepted them, the foreigners and being in a ritual or being part of a velada was sacred. So only people that were indigenous were able to participate so for her to even allow a western or a foreigner to come in and even like Mm. take part of it or see it was something that has not been done before and she was yeah and she was known as the first Mexican curandera to allow westerns and foreigners to participate in these veladas and rituals
1: yeah Dang. so she was known what an honor yeah. though for and them.
0: it just speaks how sacred it is because it is very sacred um like my family they do veladas and they do these things too again differently because we have different you know traditions um and I remember seeing these things or whatever, and it is very, very sacred, I have to admit. So, that it's uh, when I was reading it, I was just like, wow, you know, um, I'm pretty sure she was going to get a lot of trouble for it. And <laughs> I'm not trying to foreshadow anything, but, anyways, <laughs> so um, they were able to experience the use of mushrooms and these veladas because you know it's ritual it's sacred it's something that is spiritual and they're connecting with their gods and um beliefs so there's that so gordon wason went back to his hometown in america and wrote up on this and he did not include her name and the first article that came out was yeah he did not include but it was on um her part because she did not want to be known um so it was out of respect to her because one she did not want to be known second she did not want to just um what is it she didn't want people to know the location where she was located at Mm -hmm. because these mushrooms are sacred and they were only grown throughout the summer so the fear of people knowing where she stayed at was like you know um Mm -hmm. it was like a risk so he did not mention her or anything of that, but he did keep track of a lot of these um, of these mushrooms. And so they, of course, since he is a scientist and his wife also works with him on this, um, they collected samples and pretty much that, what they had in mind was creating pills um, to be an alternative to these mushrooms. Does this, does this make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about that because that's your guys' tradition. Yeah. You
0: know? I feel like it was kind of more like a here, Nimit, help you guys out because these mushrooms are only grown throughout the summer. Okay. And you guys need it for healing purposes. So I mm-hmm. think it's a good idea for us to do this for you guys so okay. you guys can use it a little bit more um, easily, you know? Mm-hmm does that make sense so it was yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, that that was makes sense. the intention i guess or whatever um anyway so those were those articles were a hit um it was a hit everybody was reading that shit um and he got a lot of recognition over it and people were like, okay, where can we get these special mushrooms, magic mushrooms? Where can we get a hold of these things? And um, she ended up attracting a lot of attention from people, quote-unquote, famous people, Bob Dylan, John Lennon, Mick Jagger, um, Keith Dang. Richards. Yeah, so people, it is it is said now there's no proof that they went to go visit her there's no proof that they were there to take (laughs) those trips with her but it is said Mm -hmm. that she she attracted the attention of these popular famous people and um so they were really dude these articles weren't popping and the i guess the, the magic mushrooms really became a really popular hit i guess here in america um and it said that Maria Sabina, you know, Maria Sabina Cutie from Oaxacan Village, <laughs> she uh, was credited as to being the spark that began the whole psychedelic movement in the 1960s. What a fucking powerful article. queen. Yeah.
1: She did that thing. She, she did, did a whole revolution. Shit,
0: she did that shit. Yes. No one could tell
1: me otherwise. I don't give a fuck. No, nope, It was her. I don't give a fuck. Who I don't else give wants a to take fuck. credit. Nope.
0: It was Maria Sabina, bitch. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Give her credit. All the credit. It was only her. It was only her. She started it there, period. Yep. That's we ended it. there. We don't want to hear anything else. You're welcome. You're fucking welcome. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: dude. Um, so yes, so she is said to have started all of this stuff going on, and it was a privilege, and it was a lot of wisdom that she shared with these people. I mean, like I said, it was rituals on top of rituals. It was a lot of studying that these scientists did over there in El Pueblito de Maria Sabina. And so, um, yeah, they went back home, wrote these articles, but then that kind of caused some turbulence and some trouble when it came to María Sabina and her pueblito Huautla de Jiménez so okay all of these people right are getting intrigued about the story about this article and they're like what the fuck is this what is going on with the magic mushrooms like we're trying to do some of this too mm -hmm. so Oaxaca started to attract a lot of foreigners and a lot of westerns And and as you know we have seen in the past because it has Mm -hmm. happened so many times when westerns and fucking foreigners come into town Mm -mm, no good it's no good it's no fucking good and um she recalls this it's so funny because i was watching the um i was watching the fucking documentary or whatever and she said she was talking about you know about these people coming into her town and her pueblito and stuff like that, and she was like, "Yeah, these people like they're dressed in strange clothes. They wear too many bright <laughs> clothes and necklaces, and like they're long-haired and different sexes, and they're just they look like they look really weird."
1: Oh, I love <laughs> that. She was just. I'm pretty sure
0: she was describing those hippies, bro. Back
1: in the yeah. <laughs> john lennon yeah bro she was like they wear really weird like clothes yeah, like what the fuck are they wearing for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god what a queen um oh my god. and then she was like yeah they come here searching for god but they're not even using it for that they're just getting high off these things um and she like i mentioned she calls them her children los niños she would be like, um, she said something along the lines that these people would come in, only use Los Linos to their own, you know, for their own um, needs. And because a lot of the people from El Pueblo, obviously, my dudes, like, they don't have a lot of money. They don't, at that time, it was really hard. Um, era, la mayoría eran campesinos. So they would go to the campos and stuff like that to get their daily food and stuff like that, or sold any of their crops um anyway so they started to notice that a lot of these foreigners would come in and obviously you know they wanted some money bro they started selling those mushrooms to them and that's when she noticed that um there was a lot of trouble there was a lot of conflicts because even the people from El Pueblo um were kind of using this as a way for them to get money, which again I don't blame them because fuck, yeah. if, you know I was over here struggling. and I see some rich has or at least well yeah rich has people have travel to a different fucking country, um, oh fucking sling that shit too, bro. Hell <laughs> yeah, try to get you gotta money too. What you gotta
1: do for your yeah. Family.
0: So they start obviously saw this as, as an opportunity, so they started selling those ninjas the mushrooms, and but Maria wasn't cool with that because she's like, bros like these are sacred. These are my, like, not hers, but you know, she used it for sacred purposes for her own healing when it comes to people and helping others. So there's a lot of conflicts. And on top of that, the mushrooms itself were getting endangered. Can you believe that, dude? Mm, yeah. And that's when she started to regret everything. She started to like really, really have a lot of trouble with these people. And so Mm-hmm. ultimately she was like fuck i made a mistake i should have never let these people into um you know my my oh god my house my my sacred mm-hmm. rituals my veladas because now these people are taking advantage and these people are just seeing it as an opportunity for their own needs when i and my you know my my family whoever around has only used it for sacred purposes for rituals for tradition for culture um so yeah talk about the disrespect dude and like I was talking to my mom my mom was like you see that so often that it's it's just ridiculous that people don't have respect Mm -hmm. and even if you don't know much about something you don't go out there and use it for your own needs and purposes you know what i mean when they have been used yeah. for other things for much longer than you have ever arrived there for um mm-hmm. one i think that's and very disrespectful disrespect the culture yeah disrespect, mm-hmm. the culture, disrespect the tradition for her to even allow these foreigners in and for them to just you know so one she has stated that she didn't want to be known second they broke her trust because a lot of fucking people ended up going to El Pueblo that um the the Jimenez and it was just a whole fucking mess. Anyways, um the pueblo itself, the so in these pueblos in Oaxaca they have presidents, right? We call them court unquote presidents, but they're really just the, like the city the city mayor, basically. Just think about it that way. Whoever's in charge of the city, um, of the town of the Pueblo. And they started getting really upset. Because they these people started coming in and disrupting a lot of people's, you know, peace and shit like that. So it's, like, it's a really freaking small pueblo. That pueblo is so small, it's like on top of a little bit like uh I'm sorry, a mountain. So they're just fucking causing trouble. Um, so they got mad at her and they ended up burning her house. No way, dude. Yeah, dude, they ended up burning her house. They ended up kicking her out of the pueblo, so she had to flee. And mm-hmm. I think her family was also ran off from the pueblo. Um, the thing is, it was a big thing, she also had to travel different locations to speak to Mexican authorities because um, they were considering her as a drug dealer for providing these mushrooms to foreigners and other people. What the fuck, yeah so homegirl got into trouble and her reputation did take a major hit because of this um people were like what the fuck are you doing you know like these are just our stuff and you're over here trying to bring foreigners in and in reality one she never asked these people to come in second they found her and she was kind enough to share with at least two people two people no i'm sorry three people She does regret opening later in her life. She did regret opening up these ceremonies to foreigners. Um, She didn't think much bad would come out of it. She didn't think anything bad would come out of it, actually. And it was just an overwhelming attention that she received and a sort of a disrespect to the old ways that she would do things. So um, she felt like her little ones, the mushrooms themselves, had lost all their power... With this widespread use and misuse um yeah she did an interview in her when she was in her 70s where she stated that before wason i felt that the saint children elevated me i didn't feel like that anymore after this foreigners came in the force had diminished if the foreigners had not come the same children would have kept their power many years ago when i was a child they grew everywhere they grew around the house they weren't used in the misuse as the way they are now because if human eyes see them, they are invalid they invalidate their purity and strength one had to go to a distant places to search for them where they were out of reach of human sight so pretty much everything just started disappearing and she felt like a disconnection between her and her mushrooms aka los niños that's so sad dude I feel so bad for her but yeah it was one of those things too where it's just it sucks
1: (laughs) it fucking sucks
0: stay home bitches
1: Mind your business.
0: (laughs) Mind your motherfucking business, bitch. Get high in your fucking basement, bitch.
1: (laughs) Why you gotta come for her stuff? Those niños, dude, they didn't deserve that shit.
0: Oh, dude, they did not fucking deserve that shit.
1: But yeah, after that, um,
0: right now, Maria Sabina did leave behind a very awesome legacy. Because even though she was ran off from her pueblo itself, from the people there, and I kind of get it, though, because it is annoying. You know, you're just kind of trying to live your life. And then you see people coming in from mm-hmm. out of place. And they're trying to fucking run shit or not even run shit, but um, take resources. And my dudes, like, they're already limited when it mm-hmm. came to their resources. They don't have money to feed these guests. They don't have all of these things to make things a welcome and stay. You know, what the fuck it is this? A five-star hotel? No. People are just trying to live <laughs> their life. <laughs> um for real go off queen <laughs> yes robe anyways um yeah pretty much that's what happened she ended up di- she was able to come back for her last few years of life and she ended up passing away in her pueblo de Vulta de Jiménez um peacefully at the age of 91 so i'm at least very happy that they were able to let her back inside so that's cool um as in the illegal drugs, that was just nothing really came from it. Um, she did have to explain herself multiple times, which sucks, because I feel like also that's a disrespect to the culture. Um mm-hmm. I think the police itself, the government itself had a you know, like the pasas way. She honestly, was yeah. Doing... That
1: was a the pasas way moment. Yeah.
0: That was a pasas way moment. Um and yeah, she she did receive more attention as years went by. Um, Wulta still receives an increasing numbers of foreigners till this day. Um, they're still receiving people out of town, out of the country to come in and experience these moments, I guess, with these magic mushrooms. Um, but again, they obviously profited profit out of it now but it is still being used in the rituals that they hold and the um, veladas and i think pretty much that's about it maria sabina had an awesome life and she was able to share that with a lot of people even if she even if she didn't want to in
1: the end. <laughs> yeah dude she's amazing honestly like i feel like sometimes like it's just hard when people take advantage of someone being nice and like sharing their tradition with someone else. And then they see their own value and they just take from it, you know, and that's not fair. But, but anyways,
0: yeah. that is what's going on with Maria Sabina. I hope that she is glad and happy that I finally did a story on her because I feel like the <laughs> real queen was all over me. She was waiting. For a cool she was a little whining. <laughs> She's like, come on, girl, you're welcome queen. My brother's actually gonna go, bro, because um you know, I'm, I'm like out here putting his business, but he's getting married. So he's gonna go for his honeymoon to uh Oh, that's yeah, so that Yeah, he's gonna go to um Ulta de Jimenez for his yeah. honeymoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I love so, that. And I was like, damn bitch, you can't take me. What the fuck? <laughs> but then he was like this is my honeymoon and i was like okay but this is for another spooky
1: podcast <laughs> this is business okay
0: <laughs> yeah and i was like can i interview you after you go so i might just interview my brother guys oh i kind of love that
1: anyways guys hopefully
0: you guys enjoyed this episode with our girl maria sabina who is looking at- over yes.
1: us right now and she's gonna heal <laughs> right she's gonna heal my illness because i'm dying girl come through yeah, bro
0: come through Maria come through oh. I need your help did as all of a sudden bro all of a sudden you see a little de- like a little mushroom outside your door and shit uh,
1: I'd be like uh, I, didn't, I don't know if I'm ready for that
0: but anyways guys hopefully you guys enjoyed it
1: um and yeah um, look forward to our next episode yeah thank you guys for listening and thank you Ramon again for the theme song all right Bye. See ya guys. Peace out. Bye. See you next week, hopefully. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>